0: Anime is a vast and varied medium, and if you're not already familiar, it can be daunting to find something you might be interested in watching. This is a podcast where three average anime enjoyers introduce their uninitiated co-host to their favorite anime touchstones, so he can join them deep in the weeds. This week, we watched Monster. The original manga was written and illustrated by Naoki Urasawa and published from 1994 to 2001. It was adapted by Madhouse into a 74-episode anime, which was broadcast from 2004 to 2005. The English dub aired on Anime Mondays in 2009. Due to low sales of the first DVD box set, Viz Media decided not to continue releasing the remaining episodes and later dropped the license. Netflix started streaming the series at the beginning of last year, and that's where you can currently watch the whole thing. The story revolves around Kenzo Tenma, a Japanese surgeon living in Dusseldorf, Germany, who, in defiance of the internal politics at the hospital, chooses to save the life of a young boy instead of the mayor. This choice begins a series of domino effects as his superiors begin to die mysteriously and the child disappears. Tenma is the prime suspect, but the police have no evidence. Nine years later, Tema must deal with the consequences of his moral decision as he hunts down the killer and vows to fix the mistake he made. Urasawa was directly inspired by the 1960s television series The Fugitive, which had a strong impact on him when he saw it at the age of eight. The Japanese medical industry was strongly influenced by the professional practices in Germany, so it seemed natural to Urasawa to set the story there. Post-war Germany was chosen so that the neo-Nazi movement could be included in the story. Surprise! There's Nazis.
1: (laughs) Oh.
2: Surprise, there's always Nazis.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I'm the one who put this one on the list. And for two main reasons. One, because this series is a fantastic example of direct adaptations of the source material. It's basically like shot for shot, line for line just an animated version of the manga very very little was changed um so like when you have a good story and there's no reason to change a lot between mediums like it just translated perfectly um i think probably because he based it on the fugitive tv show so he probably like it probably played like kind of like a storyboard already to easily adapt to anime so um, the
2: villain was the one-armed, one-legged, one-eyed Nazi.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, um, the second reason that I wanted to put this one on the list, besides the fact that it's like a very well-acclaimed series and has won a lot of awards, is that I feel like it's a great example of a series that is great for introducing people to anime as a medium. Uh, because it's source material, it's, the story is so like, when you think anime and you think, you know, Japanese schoolgirls or whatever, like this is just like a crime thriller, a medical crime thriller. And anyone who enjoys, you know, like CSI or anything like that is probably going to enjoy the story. So it's like a good, like in between, like, this is what anime is, but I'm not going to introduce you to all the Japanese cultural stuff as much. And overwhelm you with that
1: there are no tentacles in this one
0: yeah
3: <laughs> i also think this is the first one outside of i will argue spy family which there's no futuristic element there's no robots no fantasy at least with the episodes that we saw
2: no this supernatural was,
3: yeah this is more based in reality Does that make yeah sense?
0: definitely
1: well i i wanted to bring up um <clears throat> it's time for a new vocabulary word, which I don't think we've covered this one, but uh, this is very much a senin show. Sendin. S-
3: like Sendin the
1: Clowns? I thought
2: it was pronounced
1: senen. It could I, be Sennin.
0: Thank you, you.
1: okay. Uh, but, so basically, a lot of the shows that we've watched, like, you know, anything that was on Toonami, so it, anything with a tournament arc especially is generally... <laughs> Uh, a shonen show so you know it is for uh, usually um, like a younger male audience it's fighting it's action it's you know kind of wackiness and, and a, a lot of it can be angsty um, Okay, but then uh, a seinen show is basically for the next level up in my notes I checked and it is for uh, a demographic of men aged 18 to 40 so this ends up being uh you know a genre which is more uh, a lot of times like a more drama based it can be slower paced it's uh a lot of sort of thrillers fall into this there's not so much fantasy or sci-fi elements a lot of these are very grounded uh like like um like you were saying it is very like one of the earliest ones of this that i was introduced to was a police procedural um which I've been meaning to go back to and finally read the rest of. But, yeah, it is uh, – it, it's kind of like the um, the businessman, the salaryman sort of class of demographic. So we, we do end up getting things that are far more grounded, far more uh, slower paced. Uh, it doesn't quite feel right to say, but it's not high adrenaline. You know, it, it is
0: – Yeah, it's like more mature storytelling.
1: Yeah, yeah, not as much flash, but can still have depth. I, I think it may be the best way to put it. So, uh, I'm trying to think if we've had any. I thought we had one that already kind of fell into this genre, but I can't think of it.
2: I was actually just that's looking, looking
1: our, through our earlier ones, and
2: arguably Ghost yeah. in the Shell, to a degree. That's it, futuristic, it, the gr- yeah. it does like the future, it does like the grounding in the modern, but I mean, it handles a lot of more adult themes and topics.
1: Yeah, I I also was thinking like Ghost in the Shell or Cowboy Bebop, but both of those are so strongly sci-fi. I think that makes them enough like ungrounded to begin with. It, it is far too uh, fictionalized because they they pivot on those elements far too much. Like like almost something like um uh the way that Steins Gate was sort of modern day modern time with a little bit of you know like one sci-fi hook rather than it uh the the sci-fi element was the strange thing to the setting not necessarily an integral part of the setting such as you know cyborg bodies in uh ghost in the shell such like that Fair.
2: Mm. yeah you I mean that makes sense yeah.
3: but yeah it's just now i know mhm uh but here Ainen.
2: this will be on the test sainen S E I, is that right, or is S I
0: E S? S E I N E N, and the E I sound is basically the way of writing the extended E sound.
1: A oh, CNN.
0: Super
2: CNN.
1: C C N N Yep. Yep. Okay. Good. This is
2: CNN. That dates me.
1: Uh, Okay, so shall we uh, get right into our first episode?
0: Sure, let's do that. Oh, yeah, I guess I should mention. uh, We watched the first four episodes of the series. um, And I chose those basically just because, like, it's a very, since it's a very straightforward story, I felt like just letting you see the beginning and get the setup and the premise and the hook and everything. And then if you're interested in seeing more, you can go see more.
3: So... First episode is hair, Dr. Tenma. totally is going to go with her, Dr. Tenma, but I realized, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Now angel. we have um, German to also butcher.
2: <laughs> Wait, can we yeah, teach
0: Bob Bobbin? Bobbin.
2: Can we teach Bob Germany? <laughs> or German? I... No, no. Leave that it's in. A I it. It's a Germany. Yeah.
3: It's a country in Europe.
0: Can we teach Bob German uh, words now? Sure.
3: I do know the right. I have also word t- hair. I've also
0: taken German.
3: <laughs> hair is a common word.
2: Yeah. Yes, I'm I am aware.
3: But uh, it's on top of your
1: head, yes.
3: <laughs> yes, so Harry Dr. Tenma. Uh this first episode does open up with Dr. Tenma being a showboat and getting all this glory from everyone around him. Because he had a successful surgery, uh saving an opera singer. Which I didn't realize in Germany was like main opera town. But you know to do is to do uh all of his cohorts. I don't know if there are they nurses or doctors around him. They don't really say just the fellow surgical staff was like, You did really good, that was a really hard surgery, and he's like, Uh oh, yeah, typical Tuesday. Uh maybe not so much we learn later on. He's actually a decent person. But uh so we open up and after this we kind of see a cutaway. Uh there's a family and there's a little kid who is asking the mom, "No oh, where's dad? And we go into the intro.
1: Uh
3: post intro. Uh
1: Dr. Tenma. Oh go ahead. Quick quick note on this intro. Uh Joe, I don't know if you have the same note, but this is the intro is done by a Chilean folk music group. Uh, I'm gonna butcher, butcher Chilean now. Kila Papyun, Payun, something like that. So that uh, sort of artist I was not expecting to see on an anime op.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I saw that. Considered in the...
3: I was gonna mock it, but
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, so please, please, please don't, please don't alienate our Chilean audience, Bob. Uh, <laughs> oh,
3: it's just so cool. I, I would never think, ah, yes, the Chilean anime band.
2: But, you know, I I, I didn't make a note of it, but when you said it, Nick, I, I do remember seeing that. I was like, that's uh, huh, that's a choice, and it's not a bad choice, but it was a choice.
3: So after the uh, opening credits, we cut back to Dr. Tenma, who apparently is allowed to sleep. Who knew? Apparently not his girlfriend, because she needs to wake him up. She's uh, the worst. He is. She is. She just starts off the worst.
2: I will uh, interject and here and say, I will save my thoughts on her for later. We might need the explicit tag.
3: <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Uh,
3: but just as an intro to a character, you know how, uh, as for me, the American culture, in Disney, you know who the villain is. He definitely has strong villain vibes. Um, and she's not even the main bad guy.
1: So, uh. She's got very strong, um, Lady Macbeth vibes.
2: I want to see your manager. <laughs>
1: but she wakes
3: him up because she's all excited because they were talking about Dr. Tenma's surgery, which is where we find out that it was an opera singer. Uh. And the chief of the hospital is like, yes, because of me, we got everything worked out. Uh. Another. Very just just horrible person. Uh, Also, on the news, we see that, oh, is it the Czech Republic? Slovakia? uh, A foreign diplomat has come to Germany uh, because he was hiding from someone, I believe is what it was.
2: Yeah, defected. Him and his
3: wife. Yeah, him and his wife and his two kids have defected to Germany. And it's just a quick snippet. Uh, but it plays really a very strong, important reason later on. Uh, eventually, Dr. Tenma's like, yeah, I guess I gotta go to work. Uh, goes to work, and he runs into one of his co-workers. I'm not sure which doctor it is, but this doctor is Dr. Bag. Hmm. Uh Because he's all, oh, you're sleeping with the boss's daughter, huh? And he's like, uh, what does that have to do with anything? And he's like, no, I get it. You're just trying to get up the promotion ladder faster. I understand. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah. more you got to know Dr. Tenma, at least my point of view, four episodes, Dr. Tenma himself, I don't think that was the intention of the relationship.
1: No, he He's uh, very much like, um, like he is very skilled, but he's very like... Naive, naive in a lot of ways. It, it's somewhere between naive and a lot of uh, almost more. Um, he, Cynical. He doesn't have his own ambitions. He is very willing to just like go with the flow that others put upon him. i arguably, and we'll get to that. Okay. At, at least uh, here, very much at the start. In, in this situation,
3: uh, uh, Doctor Slee's bag goes off and Dr. Tenma's off to do, I don't know, maybe his rounds. And some lady accosts him. She's like, why'd you let my husband die? And he's like, what? And she's like, oh, you should have been the one to do the surgery on my husband's brain. Maybe he'd still be alive. And it's the same lady from the intro with the kid. So it's like a whole sad situation where I don't know if they sat in this hospital waiting to bombard him as soon as he got there or what? A little weird. I think that People would have kicked them out, but who knows? So Dr. Tenma finishes his rounds, I'm assuming, because he's going to meet up with his girlfriend, uh, the not-nice lady, to say the least. Uh, They're having a pleasant evening, Um, and Dr. Tenma's like, Hey, you know, I reviewed, and I think I was supposed to do surgery on this person instead of the opera singer. And his super-sweet girlfriend's like, You know what? people aren't created equal. You did the right thing. And Dr. Ten was like, uh, like he gets his whole cutscene of the dramatic anime. Did you just say that? And Uh, this
1: is like while they're at dinner. So she's just like chewing on a piece of steak.
3: It's casual conversation for Uh, after dinner, uh, they're going to see uh, the chief who happens to be her dad. Uh, In the meantime, I believe we do get a cutaway of something else, but I'll save that. Uh, They go and see the chief of surgery. They kind of have a similar conversation. He's like, you know, uh, your purpose is to take care of the people who are going to bring money to the hospital. And this is the way you're going to get the chief of surgery or chief of neuro. So just keep doing what I say and you're going to get there. Oh, these are just, just not good people.
0: Yeah, it's definitely at this point where Tenma is, like...
3: His real, eyes are opened.
0: Yeah, he really, like, realizes, like, how the administration is running things. Um, and you can tell, like, he's coming into medicine as someone who wants to help people, wants to learn. So he can, like, you know, help as many people he as possible. can publish papers,
3: I think he mentioned.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. yeah, part of being like a big doctor is you have to do research stuff <laughs> and write papers and stuff. Um, and he came specifically to Germany and I think to this doctor specifically because he wanted to like learn from him and study under him. And so, like, realizing that he's a terrible person whose like view is completely about making money and public image and stuff, he's like, oh oh, this is not a great situation that I'm in.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, switch back to kind of the scene that was between the supper and the chief of surgery visit, uh, our visiting dignitary from foreign country, his wife, are both killed. And... The survivors are their children, the son and daughter, and the son got shot in the head. Cool. Uh It's... Uh, we were warned that there would be a little bit of gore in here, and in all honesty, while yes, there is blood, it's not as gory as one might think immediately when thinking of that, but they do show that this poor kid got shot straight in the head, uh, but is still alive, and they're taking him to the hospital, And Dr. Tenma gets... Oh, go
1: ahead. Let's talk about this murder scene. Because... Go on. (laughs) Trying to piece together what happened here. Because when you look at the scene, like, the camera comes in through the front door. And the two parents are, like, slumped backwards. As though somebody came in the front door and, like, shot both of them. And then... If you turn to your left, there's a doorway where the son is laying and then the daughter was standing behind him looking towards uh, where the parents were, where you would now be standing. And behind her is a glass window that has a bullet hole in it. So this is where I just immediately start to think like, okay, so this was a weird this was like at least two people because one shot through the window and hit the kid and the other one came through and hit the parents through the front door or there was some crazy magic bullet or this person out the window was really trying to line up all four with one shot and do some real Google 13 stuff. So or like... Stuff. Sure. I but, feel like
3: you're just secretly impressed with their shot.
1: I mean, I won't even be secret about it. It's, it's just like... It's enough that it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, so is this like, this is just happenstance about how this scene has been drawn? Or are we getting set up for there's going to be some, uh, you know, intrigue about what was the nature of this assassination? I, I don't know how much that comes into play later. I hope some because I'm like, ooh, there's a puzzle here to analyze.
2: I, and I, I won't go into details about my subject because I don't, I th- I think I might be on the money. Uh But regarding that scene, it's like I, – I knew a thing put this child in the hospital because I – what knowledge I have of the series beforehand is, you know, secondhand at best and not very detailed. But when I saw this and I saw all the players involved and, you know, on the scene, <clears throat> I feel like I figured out kind of what happened – by the time we saw it, like we saw, like, got, got the status report of like, who's been shot, here's the daughter, I'm like, okay, I think I figured this out. And so, and I, it was at that point I was starting to, like, the only element I didn't know of beforehand, because there, I, this became very clear in the story by the end of like the first two episodes, there was an element I was not even aware of for what I knew. And like, ah, I see what we have here. I, and well, it's not necessarily anything new, it was nice just to say, like, oh, I didn't know this was coming for this show. Okay. So it, it was interesting to me, but I don't think it got the same intrigue like Nick did, which I very much envy.
1: Hmm.
3: So they rush. I don't even think they ever say the kids' names, or if they do. I just didn't pay attention to it.
0: I think they say uh, them later on, like once they're yeah.
3: stable. They're there. there. Uh, Dr. Tenma gets the buzz hey you need to come save this kid's life he has a bullet in his head uh, Dr. Tenma gets there uh, the girl is in a catatonic state uh, and the boy is being rushed to the emergency surgery because Dr. Tenma reviewed all the you know, x-rays and such and it's like oh this is really close only I can do this and that's when a phone call comes in from our good old chief of the hospital it's like hey Our mayor had, I want to say, a stroke. Maybe, yes. And I need you to take care of this because he's a good donor to the hospital. Doctor Tenma reviews this information and all the preliminary stuff that they have on the mayor. He's like, just so you know, my fellow here, Doctor, other one, like Omer. It's not Doctor Sleazy, but you know, one of the other doctors.
0: Doctor, he can take care of
3: the, yeah, uh he can take care of the mayor. I'm the only one who I feel comfortable taking care of this kid. And the chief of surgery is like, no, you will be the one to take care of this. And I forget what exactly the threat is, but it leaves Dr. Ten speechless because he doesn't understand why. uh, And going back to the conversation with his fiance, why there's priority of some people over other people, which is pretty impressive because that's a certain level of naivete that is like verge, unbelievable. I think mm-hmm. that that kind of level of horribleness doesn't exist.
2: Uh, the threat yeah. was—I don't know if it was more a threat, but the, it was the yeah mayor. Mayor going to give us more money, and then he have brain problem. Fixed brain problem, we get more money.
0: Oh yeah, because the the mayor's going to be reviewing the hospital next month, mm-hmm. um, which would mean like increasing their funds and stuff.
2: Also, mm-hmm. for what it's worth, Dr. Sleesball, the one we were talking about earlier, Dr. Becker.
0: Aw,
3: I like that show. Anyway, uh, so the show ends out with us going to the Catatonic Girl, and thank goodness for subtitles, because I didn't understand what she said. <clears throat> she was just sitting there, laying, going, kill him. And that's the end of the episode.
2: <clears throat> Let me I... just... I don't think I can wait on this. I I, I said I was going to wait. I can't wait. (sighs) Fuck (laughs) Ava. (laughs) And (laughs) and, yes. And that's me restraining what I put in my notes. I put a certain word I save to use one time a year. And she earned it. (sighs) Like I hate. One of my greatest compliments I can give the show is it has made characters. I viscerally hate like passionately i see them and yeah, i hear and what they like, represent I'm like,
0: oh. right and it's it's not because they're like big bad evil it's because they're the kind of evil that you run into in your real life like they're, yeah. they're
3: real like evil yeah, exactly
0: yeah. and i i hate it oh my god i i miss
2: my machiavellian mustache twirling schemes I just hate her, and I hate her father. Let me tell you, the phrase fuck capitalism came up a lot in my notes <laughs> Anytime time I started talking. Um, yeah. Oh, I just – oh, got mad. Like, I mean, I even have a note line here the politics, politics, politics. Or excuse me, it started off office politics, politics, politics. But yeah, it's like oh, it's like these are things I deal with in my work life. I mm-hmm. don't need to see them in my entertainment because now I'm just getting angry. Yeah, that that whole first episode and spoiler the next one. Anytime Ava shows up on the screen, I get just mad, like bull bull in an arena, mad.
1: I was I was definitely. Shouting for our boy Tenma and just being like, drop the girl.
2: I, I'm going to use a phrase, or share a small story because it it applies to Ava here. I was dating someone once and my, my brother asked me about her and I said, oh yeah, and and I said, you know, she's got blonde hair, this, this, and he says, you have never done anything in your life so wrong to deserve a blonde. (laughs) And I look at Ava here and I'm like, ah, Doctor Tenma has done nothing so wrong in his life yet to deserve to blonde. And I was like, I have never agreed with his statement like that. I've never just felt like, ah, oh, this is a perfect statement encapsulating a thing until that moment.
1: Yeah, it's just like for for something that is so grounded, she is like a caricature of like evil people. But at the same time, not unrealistic, which is unfortunate, but true.
2: The worst evil is real evil. Yeah. And yeah, so again, credit to the author, credit to everyone and anyone involved with it, the editing, the writing, because man, that is like one of the hallmarks of a good storytelling in my mind. If you can create a character that I, the audience is not supposed to like, and every time you see them, that just that switch happens bravo and her father too i i kept saying like, y'all need to get shot
3: <laughs> that was i wouldn't say get shot but you get really negative negative vibes you're like you know what dr sleazebag you've moved up because you're just that person that walks around gossiping the entire time and you're like oh here they come and you roll your eyes uh, with but with but girlfriend a, he's and
1: tr- trying to be a buddy, he's like gossiping yeah. to commiserate. Like he's just like, yeah. oh, I know what. I wink, he's wink, the office nudge. friend. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You you aren't actively avoiding him. I would actively avoid the other two,
1: mm-hmm.
3: except you don't leave. because. And I think this makes Doctor Tenma quasi relatable, is that because he was on the in. He's kind of blind to how they are until it becomes so painfully obvious he can't be blind to it
1: anymore. Oh
2: yeah, he he is new to the world, eyes never opened, deer in a headlights naive.
1: Can we uh, jump to everybody's favorite uh, play-along-at-home game? What age is this main character? Because there's specifically, so... um, there's specifically a line where I think he's coming out of surgery because it comes after my note that's just all caps "brain spatula," which I believe happened during the, the surgery. Um, but one of his, uh, his, uh, colleagues is just like, "Oh, at your age," and I'm just like, "Oh, okay, so this dude is like 15."
2: <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna I'm
1: say <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. Yep, 26.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna say he's gotta be like early, he can't, I cannot see him being any er, younger than 23. So I'm gonna like shoot for a range here. I'm gonna say no older than 27.
1: Joe, do because, you have like, a guess or do you just know?
0: I, I know. Okay. okay.
1: Um, I, w- I was actually shocked by this. Uh, I just looked this up. He is supposed to be 28 here in this first episode.
2: Oh! oh closest without going over
1: yeah like and that is <laughs> wild for like to be a young person who like he looks younger than 28 we never see that in anime
2: yeah like well, you never see it without it being like mystical oh you're 100 years old yeah but sure. i look like i'm 10
3: there's my question and i it can wait till the end of episode two but to let you look it up how long has he been a doctor
1: that's a good question that. because know, it'll play state. into
3: questions i have for the future in fact it'll play into the next episode
1: yeah i'm
2: gonna save my thoughts on her her father until the end of Later. the next episode because man let me tell you what i whatever i thought of him beforehand totally was escalated by what is like things said in the second episode
0: oh also um the um the girl, the the kid's parents, um, the dad was um, a trader, a trade advisor from East Germany who was defecting to West Germany. I wonder, oh. I
2: forgot to bring that back up, because yeah, this is like in the, what, early 80s?
0: Yeah, this like 80s. So back
3: when the wall was here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Cold War still in, in full heat.
3: Interesting. He, For some um, reason, I thought he was it's like a true foreign country, not country just split.
2: I mean, the way they were run, you could argue...
3: Yeah, but my mind went to Czechoslovakia for some reason.
0: Maybe because the the woman whose husband died in surgery was, uh, he was a Turkish uh, construction worker?
2: That would do it.
3: Possibly. That'll redeem me, the Turkish person confusing that with Czechoslovakia. (laughs)
2: <laughs> actually the detail about him just being turkish like that's interesting because you know normally you're not going to get that brought up at all but here is this kind of story where this absolutely kind of matters when you're dealing with this subject matter yes
1: uh so quick look up it looks like he wasn't necessarily even like a medical school prodigy like he took a fairly normal task if anything it would slow down a bit because there was um his father wanted him to take over the hospital when he thought his younger brother was going to be better. So there was actually some flaking around. But he kind of just went to a good school, went to med school, and then was like, actually, I'm going to go study in Germany. And then uh, over there finished his, his med degree and focused in neurosurgery. So he's not like a prodigy necessarily. He's just, like, turned out to be good at this but was on a, a pretty normal path. Gotcha. So I is this guess maybe that's
3: later episodes. Uh,
1: apparently this is. I'm um, I'm reading off of Wikipedia, but this is. Um, I, I think there are some novelizations that goes into other parts of the story. Okay. So. Uh,
0: yeah, there you go.
2: Good to know.
1: Hey, learning. <laughs>
0: I'm reading. To, <laughs> I have to go watch this in English now because there's uh some of the critical role people
1: were in this one. The version that was aired on sci-fi, uh, was a viz publication. Uh, and the, this is kind of my favorite piece of trivia is that the English dub was done by salami studios. (laughs) Ah, I don't know. It just makes me giggle. Um, I do, I was so happy That by the end of this first episode, we see our main character find his spine. Um, Mm -hmm. And like I was going to I was like so ready to be so like painfully sad for him. It's just like, oh, you are a good boy, but you're being led by evil. But then it's like, all right, he finds his spine. Let's do it. Let's, Let's see where this goes. Yeah, um, I,
2: I must also agree with you on that. For for the pacing of it, I was really afraid it was going to be like, okay, we're going to get like four episodes in and he finally figures out how to stand up for himself. Like, no, no. He just takes that awkward encounter or from earlier and just hits the ground running like a true altruist that he is. Cool.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, as we get into later episodes, we see that it's because like – that is not the drama of of like the overall drama of the show. That that is not the conflict to overcome. That's not the arc. But uh I don't know, it's it's a real strong character development and specifically one that just like I like to see in characters. So to like serve it up on a plate right in the first episode, like this the show was on a good route to to getting me interested. Right into Funky Town. <laughs> Uh, okay, but I believe that brings us into our next episode. It's yes. downfall and very apropos
3: apropos appropriate A- apropos the kung cool. fu panda that works too uh, the story opens up, and our good Dr. Tenma is doing surgery on the little boy. We got to actually see him pull out the bullet from his head. Uh, you had mentioned the spatula
1: brain spatula
3: which i don't even know if that's a real thing but i'm just going to nod my head it is this show actually seems to take take credit in being grounded
2: you know brain spatula for what you use to flip your brain cakes over
0: and again i want to note here that like we watch him doing surgery but it doesn't really show any of the like gory gritty like it's all like shots of like him with like the body blankets in the foreground kind of like sort of thing and then when you do see it it's not like bloody or gory or anything which is a nice balance I think like you get the tension of it without having to be disgusted by it
3: yeah and after the um intro we see that uh his surgery was successful. Uh, he sat there sitting in the lobby, uh, chatting with the other people. And the other doctor, I believe, who was assigned to the mayor, or one of the other people, came up and said... It was Becker. Uh, just, was it Becker? Yeah. Uh, walked up and... I'm sorry?
2: Boyer? Boyer? Oh, Boyer, I'm sorry.
3: So no, Boyer was probably the other neurosurgeon, correct?
0: Yeah.
3: Which, yeah, sorry. Which matters later on.
0: Yeah, Boyer is uh, different
3: notes. people. <laughs> but no, Becker is the police bag. Right. Boyer is the fellow neurosurgeon.
0: Yeah, I wrote uh, it wrong in my notes.
2: B names, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm.
3: I know, right? Uh, walks up and says, hey, just so you know, the mayor died. Shame. Which leads me to believe that Boyer is just a sucky, sucky doctor because that's the second person he's killed. Oh, well, mm-hmm. he died under his watch.
0: Yeah, I think in the last episode, they mentioned, like, he's fine, but he's, like, a little slow, like, Uh, a little slower than he should be in surgeries or something.
3: And uh, Dr. Tenma takes it, you know, he's a little sad, but the boy that he did surgery on is recovering, doing okay. You know, he just got shot in the head. What are you going to (laughs) do? This is actually a realistic show, not he's healed and up and about in two days
1: and ready to fire his own guns. Yeah, who is he, Goku? (laughs) All
3: he needs is some sensu beans. Mm. Look, I got a reference! (laughs) I win!
0: I'm
2: so proud of you.
3: So, uh, Dr. Tenma goes off to his office where, you know, Dr. Becker, the sleazebag, comes in and is like, hey, you know, you did your own thing, but, you know, sometimes people gotta make decisions, and you're probably gonna be screwed. And Dr. Tenma's like, no, I did... I did the right thing. I was the one who was qualified to do this kid. So it was going to be me. And Sleazebag's like, you know, sure, whatever. We'll see what happens from this. <laughs> this and
1: is... uh, around here in my notes is when I write a nab, all neurosurgeons are bastards. Because <laughs> it's like, hey, we have the one good one. And soon he will not be a neurosurgeon, right?
2: I have such mixed feelings about Becker. Because I, I know hands down he's a prick. But, you know, I feel like at the same time he's almost trying, or part of me wonders. I won't say I feel like he's trying, but part of me wonders in, you know, some of the things he says. Yes, he's being a prick about, it, but he's almost making me wonder, like, is he just kind of trying to help Tenma realize the world he's actually dealing with?
0: Yeah, I think he is trying to get him. He's like, dude, like, you got to play the game or you're not going to. Be in the game
2: at all. <laughs> because, like, I look at Becker as like, yeah, he's a prick, and I'm sure my read is, like, he is just horribly jaded. One can relate and empathize. But he, and yeah, he's being a prick about how he delivers it, but it's like, maybe he's also trying to do him a, a favor in not necessarily anywhere near the best way possible by, you know, saying this is the world you're in. But he's still trying? and you know participation points i guess i don't know
1: in my mind if this were like a fantasy anime he would be the like street rat thief kid who is street smart and just being like listen you don't want to do bad things this is what you got to do to survive in this world i don't know why i made this voice jewish it's fine um it just happened i'm sorry i'm sorry sometimes you look for a character voice and you regret it um,
2: I think you're going for, like, stereotypical New York and went hard the on One Direction.
1: Maybe. Um, but, yeah, like, like in, for like, I keep thinking about Fist of the North Star and to map it, like, this guy is bad. This guy is just a, like, oh, yeah. I'm out here doing my stuff. I'm your friend. I'm going to tell you about how the world works.
2: Yeah, no, I could, yeah, in in that context, yeah, I can kind of see it that way. Cause like I said, there, there are parts of him I I recognize in myself, like the, like, you just got to do certain things to get by at your day job. You know, it's like, I show up to work. Uh, I keep my head down. I try mostly to go unnoticed and go home at the end of my day, collect a paycheck. So I kind of get his vibe. It's just like, dude, you're being a real prick about this. You could be nicer about how you're delivering this information to Tenma, You're a quote unquote buddy.
1: Did you watch the dub or did you watch it subbed?
2: Sub, because I didn't see a dub available on Netflix.
1: Did I watch the dub or the sub? I guess if there wasn't a dub on Netflix, I also watched the sub. I, just, I huh.
0: Yeah, I don't think Netflix lists them separately. The options are just in the audio menu.
2: I, I just didn't see the audio option. So I mean, if there wasn't English, maybe I need to go back and watch it.
1: <laughs> maybe I'm just remembering English voices. Okay. You know what? That's on me. That's weird.
2: I've had those days.
1: Yeah, these Listen, happen.
2: I I Nick, I'm going to relate to you. There's a show I watched when it first aired a few years ago that I'm convinced there was a dub for, but I cannot find it anywhere. <laughs> and I'm convinced I watched it, so I, I might be gaslighting myself. I don't know.
3: When you read the words, you hear the voices in your head. You're fine. Oh. Oh.
0: Uh, so on Netflix, it looks like the options are Japanese and French audio. That's right, that's what I saw.
3: Here. Now I want to watch it in French with the uh, subtitles. Yeah, that could be alright. Kinda.
2: Right. But that's Segway.
3: <laughs> uh. Ah, the French. So the, it's the French. Segway. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> uh. I don't know if it's the same day, I'm assuming not, but at some point they're having their special announcement dinner, I guess? I don't know yeah. if it's, like, uh, specific for the head of neurosurgery, or just, like, everyone's promotions and so forth. But they have this meeting, and Dr. Tenma apparently had been avoiding uh, the chief of surgery. So I'm assuming this is, like, relatively soon. I, I think this special... Uh but he sees the chief and he's like, hey, you know, I'm sorry I didn't listen. And first the chief is like, nope, you made a decision. And this is the decision that you made. Okay. And they announce, and the new head of neurosurgery. And then, you know, that thing in nightmares that people have that everyone does where you think it's you. So you see Dr. Temer like, oh, it's me. I got to go up front. And they announced Dr. Boyer. The guy who has let two people die on his table that we are aware of, one of which being the mayor, gets to be promoted to the head of neurosurgery. And Dr. Tenma is at least aware of his abilities, looks at the chief and is like, hey, I thought this was for me. And this is where we understand the chief a little bit better. He's like, just so you know, because of your decision, you have no chance of getting promoted. You're going to have no reports. Be filed. None of your research is going to be published. And if you try to transfer, I'm not going to let you. You can stay working here for as long as you want, but don't expect anything ever again.
1: Oh, and man. that's the worst. He's the worst,
3: and you're like, you are the worst character. I don't like you at all. You are absolutely zero. And you realize, guess what? He's not the worst, because like, immediately after that, his fiance is there. And he walks up to her and he's like, uh, uh, I don't know what's going on. And she looks at him. She's like, you know, we're breaking it up. He takes off her ring and throws it on the ground. Like, not even hands it back to him. Nope. Boop. And then slinks over to Dr. Boyer and starts hitting on him.
1: Right in front of Dr. Tenma.
2: Actual whore.
1: Isn't there something about that line... (laughs) where it sounds like they're already familiar, like, maybe she was already working him while she was with Uh Tendon.
2: Something about the delivery, yeah. And I got the impression, too, it was, like, Daddy kind of also
0: arranged this. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, it definitely seems like... Well, also, as the daughter of the director, like, I'm sure she's there at, like, you know, all the events and stuff, so people probably know who she is anyway. Um, Yeah. But yeah, definitely seems like part of the prize that he gives his, like, head neurosurgeon is that they get to date his daughter.
2: I I had in my notes, tell me you're an object, not a person, without saying the actual words aloud.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, it's also... You know, she's. I think she's as much in it for herself. She's just like, no, oh, yeah. I am just wh- whoever my dad says is the top dog, is who I can leech off of for the rest of my life.
2: Listen, the first song on her personal playlist is Gold Digger.
1: Mm-hmm. He's just the worst.
2: Oh, yeah. Not,
3: not, not that her dad is any better.
2: This, this show has is. a lot of people contending for worst.
3: I know,
1: it's but it's Anyway. But that's also why I was cheering at this point, because I'm like, yes, the life that was going to eat you alive has just dropped you. You're free, my guy. This is the best thing that could happen to you.
3: We yes. know this, but he doesn't, because he wanted to, you know, get maybe not get promoted, but at least be able to do his research, to be able to advance. Mm-hmm. He has that drive. Life uh, finds in a fact, way. Yeah. He, he goes to talk to the only person who will listen to him About all his woes. A kid who has a hole in his head.
2: I mean, arguably at this point, listening is potentially subjective.
3: True. And he's just sitting there telling them, you know, you need to live because I need you to show that everyone's equal. This is probably like, that I can think of, of the four episodes, the most heartfelt you feel for someone. Hmm. Because, as far as conversations, because he's just laying it all out. I risked everything. So, you know, we're gonna get better and I still believe in good things, but it's gonna take a while, essentially. And you kinda of feel bad for him.
2: Oh, absolutely. Of
3: course of course his sister just wanders around the hospital, but you know, neither here nor there.
1: She's got I... business to attend to. Let her cook.
2: I'm gonna throw myself under the bus because I did put in my notes, trauma sister is on the loose. <laughs> Because I I forget, I didn't somehow missed her name at that point, so I'm like, what do I refer to her as?
3: We were getting ready to see that Doctor Tenma is no longer taking care of the little boy, and that's where we were—is looking up the names of the children. Yes.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. So the kids' names are Anna and Johann Liebert. Ah. And they were the son of Mister and Missus Liebert.
3: Those are very German names. I yeah. appreciate
2: that. Very East German.
3: When I hear Johan, I'm like, you're East German, aren't you? They're <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Dr. Tenma is no longer on uh, Johan's face because we see, or no, it's not Johan, it's Anna. Uh, Dr. Boyer has taken over and he is trying to desperately get Anna to talk. Because the police are kind of wanting her to talk as well.
0: Yeah. And even though huh? understandably, they kind of want to know what happened in the house.
3: Yeah. And the detective is kind of adamant about it. Even though the doctors are like, just so you know, she may not be ready for this. Yeah, they keep and, trying and trying and trying.
0: Yeah, Dr. Tema very adamantly was like, no, she is not ready to talk to anyone. Do not talk to her. So mm-hmm. of course, uh
1: um boyer
0: uh no uh so of course dr heineman or director heineman takes him off the case and gives it to dr boyer who's the new head and this part infuriated me just like on a medical level (laughs) (laughs) because i was like oh my god you this is like not how you take care of a kid in this situation
3: Oh, with the yeah, we're getting get to the point where uh, Doctor Tenma finds out he's now off of Doctor or off of the children's case, and we see uh, Doctor Boyer coming along with the camera to take snapshots of the two children finally being reunited.
2: He has a PR stunt For
3: publicity's purpose, and we see this really tragic scene of these children trying to get back together with. don't really think Anna does anything but uh, Yopan just is like
0: she's still like catatonic
3: but he is just like wanting to be with a sister from our point of view and it's just heartbreaking Mm mm-hmm
0: yeah that's yeah
3: and and it's just horrible Uh, we're moving on to the end where a nurse goes to you know, that with Dr. Boyer kind of explain how things are going along. And she walks into a room. And apparently there was a lot of exhaustion going on with all these urgent cases because there's a couple bodies taking a nap on the ground. Uh, it's in fact uh, Chief Heineman and Dr. Boyer both killed. Dun, dun,
2: dun. Shame that.
3: I you know. Oh. Dr. Boyer went out the same way a few of his patients did.
0: Not Listen, I going not lie. Not being taken care of by Dr. Boyer?
2: <laughs> you know, he was taken care of. Appropriately. A Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I did a victory lap. <laughs> when I saw that scene, like, hey, there we go.
3: Of note, we do know that Dr. Tenma was not there, I don't think, because they... He was sleeping at the time,
0: uh he went out and got very, very drunk, and then crashed at his house.
2: Yes, that's what it was
3: because he was sad for some reason. It's not like the whole world went horrible
2: yeah Oof, yeah
1: did we did we skip over the scene like when they're dealing with the the kids, they literally steal candy from the kids, like
2: right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kinda, that's,
1: yeah. that's right.
2: That was right but before... Right as he found out. And yeah. it's
1: horrible. Yeah, which yeah, is... Literally like,
2: stealing ch- candy from children, yeah.
1: Because I, I was just like, okay, high level, this is what they're doing, is they are using these children as resources, and we're paralleling that by literally stealing the candy from children. These mm-hmm. unlabeled, but obviously Werther's Butterscotch Hard candies.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but uh, this is Don't also... This is also interesting. I fucking love Werthers. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. Um, but it, it it is an important scene because this comes into play later. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is. I
2: mm, even I'm like, mm, man, a Werther sounds good, not from the hands of an unconscious recovering child.
3: Mm-hmm. That's it. That sets up Doctor Boyer being just as bad as the rest of them.
1: Yeah, because cause they all they all eat of the child candy they all steal Ugh. from the tree of ill-gotten candy yeah yeah
2: so her dad's a prick <laughs> like that's again we're, I'm just going into the nicest things I can say about him
3: I was gonna say this is a happy ending that shouldn't be
2: yeah I mm, I I don't typically go yeah so and so died cool I, that's not normally who I am, but man, this—I I, I, again—I'm—I'm I'm very much restraining my feelings to as much as I can on the father because I could just go off. But You're- God, for everything is bad about his daughter, you can honestly see how it came to be by him. Yeah. So she is nothing but a reflection on just how much worse he is. Because he instilled that into his child, um, so that's why I'm gonna say he's kind of worse because he made her that way. And I, again, th- that whole hey, by the way, you're essentially fired without firing you, um, and doing it kind of like he did. I'm like, no, yeah, that's that's pretty classic gotcha moment stuff. Doesn't make it suck any less, and then holding his essentially his career hostage. Oh yeah, it's like at any point in that conversation, had I been in Tenma's place, I think I would have just dropped my drink and started strangling him.
1: Mm-hmm. There's
2: and, uh, part,
1: part of what actually like I I enjoy about this show is that it actually tickles the same part of my brain as 24, um, which is just hey, if you want a show that is going to show some people who totally deserve it, absolutely getting it. Apparently, monster's going to hook you up. At least in the second episode,
2: twenty four key for solider twenty four. Yes, I have honestly not watched it. oh my
0: god! Hey, guess, guess I what need we're to watch it. Guess what? We're going to watch together.
3: <laughs> Where were we? Uh, we were just finishing up talking about episode two. Okay. Did anyone else have anything to discuss?
2: I, I, like I, said, I just can't with her father. I hate to use a phrase like that, but I just can't. It's one of those like. So, yeah, seeing Boyer and what was it, the other lackey just kind of meet their Oppenheim.
0: end. Oppenheim. Like, uh, yeah.
3: And, and then. Heinemann or Oppenheim? Uh,
0: Dr., uh, Director Heinemann, Dr. Boyer, and Dr. Oppenheim. Um, so
2: yeah, seeing Oppenheim, Oppenheim and Boyer God. get it, and then following up with just the coup de grace of at the director's home, Ava walking in on Daddy's dead body. Mm-hmm. Like, mm hmm. Like, mmm. Mmm, karmic justice. Mmm, oh, it's so good, these empty calories, but they're so good.
1: It's like, oh, no, please, it's terrible. I hate it. No, <laughs> don't. Stop. Won't
2: somebody think of his daughter? Uh-huh.
0: That's the thing, though. was like, with Ava specifically, I have, like, a small, like, twinge of feeling bad for her, but only because her, like, her dad raised her to be this way kind of thing and it's like i don't know there's like a, it's that delicious mix of like when you really hate a character but you also kind of feel a little bit sorry for them it's so
1: it said oh, um sorry. there's no bad dogs there's only bad owners it's kind of that vibe but it's just like mm, you're not a dog you're a person though so you get yeah. less credit than the dog
0: <laughs> yeah no like absolutely she's still like making decisions and stuff but i just like you know feel bad that she was brought to be in that kind of person so
2: to to your point here's here's why i can't feel bad for her she is just self-aware enough that of what she's doing and and being consciously aware of what she's doing and making the choices she has i can't feel for her because even a quote-unquote no bad dogs just bad dog owners the dog has to be told to do the bad thing no one told her to do it yet. No, yeah, like, of... that's like
0: I said, I I don't feel bad for like her. I feel bad for her, like that that she was built this way, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I
2: I I, I pity sucks. her. Yeah, the situation sucks. She she was, you know, all all hope was lost because of who her father was, and apparently her mother had no input. Um, but because of who she ended up being. It's like, yeah, no, um, no, won't somebody think of her daughter, his
1: daughter? Oh, mm-hmm. no. It, hey,
2: I, man, hey, you want to go to a bar?
1: <laughs> yeah, after that, that conversation in the restaurant about like, you know, some people just are of a lower class. It's just like, oh, you're done. You're like, sorry, you are beyond being rescued. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Bye. So what
2: you're telling me is kill. <laughs> Got it. When the up when the the great ironarchy comes, the one percent get their ends. You, I know what bonfire you're gonna be on. Got
1: it. So like because this was you know I had never known anything about the show before. I was kept trying to guess where this show was going to go. So like at first it was just like oh uh, like young surgical genius is this show a blackjack? And then. By the time chapter two comes or yeah, episode two comes and like his life is getting destroyed around him. I'm like, Oh, is this basically the story of blackjack? Except instead of becoming blackjack, he becomes Gogo 13 because like, so like, uh, I get that. And yeah, when I went to, to watch this on Netflix, like Joe had described this as like, yeah, this is a show about a neurosurgeon and it's a thriller. And then the Netflix thumbnail is just like, here's a dork with a sniper rifle. And I'm like, cool. Wait, None what? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, th- this is still me, like, and and even at the end where it's just, like, these dudes die. We still don't know how they died. But, like, I'm just, like, okay, does does Tenma go sickle mode? Does he become a blackout assassin? Is he a moon knight now? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I was just, like, there are so many ways this could go. And I'm kind of down for any of them. That's interesting.
2: I, this is... I envy you because I wish I didn't have the secondhand knowledge I did going into this. Because yeah, I I really enjoy the idea of I won't I won't say which ones, but there are certain ideas you had there of like the directions can go. Oh my god, I wish I could feel that excitement because that would be in my imagination. I kind of love that show.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we could say by the end of episode two, some scales are balanced.
1: Yeah, some some things are afoot. Uh, which we find out more of as we go into episode three, murder case.
0: Hey, which is now a whole the cops
1: are involved. Yes, in case fact, that's how it opens.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, the cops are visiting Doctor Tenma, saying, "Hey, just so you know, some murders have happened." And Doctor Tenma's like, "Oh, hey," because you know he's just been napping.
2: Yeah, nothing. Nothing starts a day with a hangover better than. Being as potential suspect in three murders.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a airtight alibi. Just ask my good friend, James Beam.
3: Now, after the intro, we go to the funeral of everyone. Well, not of everyone. It's pretty much just Dr. Director.
0: Yeah, it's the director's funeral. <clears throat>
3: yep. Because we see Ava laying there crying because all of her money is going into the grave. Which mm. I don't quite understand that. Does she not get an inheritance or anything?
2: I don't know if they address because... it. But I kind of in. Oh, go ahead.
0: Sure, go ahead. but then there's no more, like, income coming yeah, in.
2: She's on a ticking clock, Bob. Literally a only dollar a I, asked...
3: I only ask that because of future situations. Uh, yeah. That being Honesty. said...
2: Uh, well, what Bob, in my, I don't know if this is actually something they discuss in the series or not, but in my mind... You know, often when you know certain rich persons of you know not great quality die, you usually find out. Oh, they were actually really in a lot of debt, or didn't actually have as much money as they say they did. I can kind of believe if it wasn't, if it's not actually in the narrative, that kind of it could be probably inferred that he may not just have actually as much money as he you know made it out to be by his uh,
1: lifestyle. See, I was I was thinking that this is a case of like. Um, She, you know, considering she is like definitely a middle aged woman and still living with her father, you know, and living in a lap of luxury like that, like, even if she does get an inheritance, she doesn't know how to pay bills. She's going to live the rest of her life with things getting repoed out from under her. Not only that, considering
2: uh, there's a murder investigation, she's probably not getting that anytime soon, even if there is one.
1: Also true.
3: And I think that she may know more than what you may think she does, but let's get through the funeral here of the police walking up and we meet I don't I am not good with names with this show. So I will call him Fingerhand Man. He's <laughs> yes, Officer Fingerhand.
0: We, we meet inspectors Weisbach and Lunga.
3: <laughs> Which one is the typer?
0: Uh-huh. Uh Lunga I think is the typer man. Yes,
3: yes. Detective Lunge. Yeah, sure. So Detective Lunge Is very interesting. When we meet him, he really seems to be kind of the more uh, intelligent of the two. Not to say that the other one's not intelligent. Let me caveat that. They both seem equally intelligent. But uh, Inspector Lunja also has a a tick
0: Uh
3: that we pick up, too, because they focus on it. uh, And we learn about it later. The reason why.
1: Yeah, (laughs) long story short, he's doing some Mind Palace stuff. But just by typing Mm -hmm. with his fingers, it's such a weird take. It actually kind of gave me um, Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks vibes. It's just like, okay, yes, this guy is a weirdo, but he's going to be a good detective because of that, huh?
2: Yeah, I I shouldn't be surprised. You know that I'm just surprised. It's been so long since I've met someone that actually do Twin Peaks. Oh, thank you. Because that's kind of where I was going in my notes. Like he's either got like a medical condition or this is just Dale Cooper. -hmm. German Dale Cooper and oh yes, thank you, because when I saw his hand doing the clicky clacky motion of the typewriter, like I I I was thinking like okay, this is like some 4D chess stuff. He is trying to maybe see how good of a doctor he is to try and maybe see if he's diagnosing something that might be a neurological, you know, trying to set him up to get information that may or may not be there. Engage Tenma, but then it's like no no, I'm just taking notes in a specific way okay, did anyone else hear the theme from Twin Peaks just start going? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I sure did.
1: Between our, our now cop detective who is some sort of perfect memory detective and also uh, our main guy being Dr. Tenma, I had just recently finished watching Pluto on uh, Netflix and I'm just like, man, Pluto's such a good show. So every time I'm thinking about this show, I keep flashing on Pluto. <laughs> don't worry we'll get there we'll get there that's that's that has been added to my list for sure
3: I can't wait Pluto Nash that's right hey yeah the, the strongest a show ever. or a movie that people forgot existed till just right now
1: mhm listen I have met Dave once or twice in my life ghost dad that's anyway sorry. yeah Uh, pressing on, uh,
3: leaving the hospital, uh, well, not leaving the hospital, going to the hospital scene, because there's probably a couple days between the funeral, and when we see Dr. Tenma again, he's attending to his patients, and, like, he continues to be a really good doctor, he has this great moment with a patient, where they just talk about him going back to work, and if he finds out that he's working too hard, he's gonna have a stern talking to, like, it's really cute. Like, I want this guy to be my doctor. And uh, Dr. Tenma leaves the room and people are walking up to him saying, hey, don't leave the hospital. We trust you. We know you wouldn't kill people for your advantage, regardless of what everyone says in this board meeting. <laughs> yeah, because Dr. Tenma has been called in front of everyone who owns the hospital and all things. That's all I can figure it is.
1: It, it's some uh, sort of we, board of trustees or something.
3: And I can tell you with the way this show was going, I'm like, oh, good. So we're going to see him start from the bottom because the intro definitely leads you to believe something's going on with Dr. Tenma because
1: he grows his hair out and looks really got. Uh He ends up looking like cool. the, uh, the dog from Magus Bride.
3: Pretty much.
2: Poor Ruth.
3: Uh, so... He goes to the board, and the chairman's like, "You know, like I said, you're only here because of your talent. So we're gonna name you the chief of surgery." And I was like, I, "What? That—that's not what was supposed to happen. What?" And I think Dr. Kenma is probably thinking the same thing, like, "Uh, uh, so I can publish again." Uh, after he finds out. I believe. Uh he goes and meets old Ava again. You know? Uh, the true love of his life. And I don't know why he went to this meeting because he's the one who broke it off. I don't know if she asked to see him and he's just I'm doing her a sure. courtesy. He's a
0: nice enough dude, yeah, that I think he would probably do her the courtesy of like like, hey, you want to meet up and I want to talk about something. And
3: this is where I think she knows more about her finance situation than yeah. you guys are giving her credit. Because she's like, I need a new sugar daddy because <laughs> my last one's dead. My daddy's dead. So I
2: well, need someone. To your point, Bob, we don't know exactly how much time has passed at this point. Uh, or do we? <laughs> uh, between the funeral? Yeah, because the the.
1: Uh, uh, I, I don't they, think they it was, i don't think happened. it was
3: a long time because they'd need to, they'd need the same name a chief of surgery relatively quickly yeah, right I, and, I think
1: it's still like days
2: and so and that's what I was thinking I was, I was going to say if it's been a couple days, she could have met with you know whatever lawyer or uh person handling their affairs, and that in that time she could have just now been brought up to speed about it. So I'm going to say at this point, yeah, she knows something. But I'm also going to say beforehand, I don't think she did, because that's a reasonable kind of expectation under those circumstances.
3: Then I think I will. I will leave this with. I'm going to do my best to make her even more horrible for you guys. Do it (laughs) in the matter of in the matter of three days. She went from warning her husband, her father, to being concerned about money and trying to meet up with the richest person she knew.
2: Listen, it I.
3: Three days to care about her father.
2: I'm I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not saying my notes in, included she trying to. <clears throat> her way to wealth and privilege. <sighs> but yeah, you're but right. But she is. Yeah, she is, she, wholeheartedly. I've I mean, taken this time
3: it. to look for a job,
2: to hey,
3: reassess her finances, a lot what? of things, because this is Germany. This isn't uh, other places where, you know. Other ways could be used to finance for herself.
2: But oh, nope. no. She could still finance those through other means. Just... They would just call it a, a relationship of convenience.
3: Which is what she wanted. I mean, yeah. It's a relationship of her and, convenience.
2: Yeah, I didn't say whose convenience. Just convenience.
3: Dr. Tenma. It's like, no. We finally get Dr. Tenma. He has, he has finally come... More than the guy who said, no, I'm going to do the surgery. He's finally standing up to the people he knows who are not making good decisions in his life.
2: Yeah. yeah. Chief surgeon or chief neurosurgeon.
1: I was hollering at this point. I'm so happy for the boy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was so surprised. Like my jaw hit the floor and it was like,
1: cause I was thinking,
2: you know, any other crime drama it's okay. Yeah. We, 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 this hospital want to disassociate from you. Because you might be a suspect in a murder, and we can't prove you're not. So, yeah, get out. And instead it's just, no, no, you you big brain smart, best neurosurgeon, you now chief neurosurgeon. Good boy. I, I You could have knocked me over with a feather.
1: Mm-hmm. And Because and, that's the thing, right? Like, originally he was on track to be the head of neurosurgery, but the mm-hmm. board made him the head of... Surgery. So he actually ends up getting a higher position than what he was originally on track for.
2: Oh, I wrote my, ner- oh yeah, you're- I misread my notes. Yeah. yeah chief of surgery, not neurosurgery. My yep. mistake. Yes. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's the de facto he's
1: of surgeon. surgery.
2: Yeah. yeah. He is the, the, the HUD honcho. He went from being like a head honcho, potentially to a head honcho to no career to my word is next to God's in this hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a...
3: mm. It's impressive. Oh, yeah.
1: Is this where we have the time jump? It is, but before we do that, I think we did miss one thing. Um, We, at some point before now, we have gotten sort of um, the breakdown on how the three doctors died.
2: Yes. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
1: They
3: were poisoned... With candy.
2: Specifically, the nitric acid that was found to be liver- delivered via dot 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 candy?
1: Yeah, they were- Warther- Overdose on muscle relaxants, so they vibed out so hard that they died.
2: Mood!
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the the legally distinct not-Werther's wrapper on the ground, and they received-
1: Oh, yeah, like the six or dozen on the ground at each death scene.
0: Oh, I love it. Um, we also forgot to mention that when the doctors were found dead, like way back at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. he also discovers that the, the twins have disappeared from the hospital. Right. right. The trauma right. twins
2: are gone. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, like, all kinds of shit happened that day.
2: <laughs> it was a busy day.
3: Or Inspector Lunge, although I don't think he cares about anything but the murders. Mm. Because after the time jump, I think he's the first one we see.
2: Yes, because we are investigating a a, a
3: murder mur- because there were boats. So yeah, a
2: flood, a murder a in flood. a flooded area of Germany in nineteen ninety five. You know, the way back machine of nineteen ninety five. Bob, Bob, do you remember nineteen ninety five?
1: Hush, you.
2: I mean, I do too. Yes, yeah, so I
1: remember. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah. So, we'll just go with that. So do all of us. We're we're fine. We're fine. Which um, also, just to uh, update the home game, this is a nine-year time skip from where we were. So now it is nineteen ninety-five, and Doctor Tenma is thirty-seven years old now. A, a realistic age. It's
2: crazy. Yeah. Anime. What are you doing?
1: uh again uh seinen show so it this is this is a main character who is at the age group that uh we expect to to be reading it and this is who it is aimed for I love seinen shows they're pretty good
3: but this is where we realize that uh doctor or doctor inspector Lunge's pick is because he is making an invisible manuscript in his mind. He's using his hand to type on an invisible typewriter to remember everything. He's a set smart. Or is he? Oh, we get the really cute scene with a kite. Yep. He is still showing, He is, he's the chief of surgery playing with a, a poor handicapped kid with a kite.
2: You know what else is still there after nine years? All of his hair. Dr. Becker.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like, honestly, my notes are like, how are you still here, Becker?
3: What's funny is they still talk, so it's more proof that Becker, not a bad
2: guy, just a... Just a jaded old curmudgeon.
3: Like, I wonder what his specialty is. Oh, look, here comes... I don't know.
2: His specialty is telling the way it is.
0: <laughs> I think he said he works in the ER.
2: I think you are right. I just don't know if I'm imagining that or not. So I'm gonna to defer to your judgment, Joe.
3: And we're slowly gonna start blending our stories because uh the person who uh Inspector Lunjay and his associate are looking for, uh Adolf, Junkers or Junkers, although I read it as Junkers too, not gonna lie. Uh gets hit by a car. And because he's a person of interest, uh, he gets taken to the hospital. And they're like, hey, he's really important to a case of murders. Can you please make sure he doesn't die? And who are you going to call when you don't need people to die? Of course, it's Dr. Kenma. Mm they will probably bring him back to life, play some checkers later, do some interpretive dance, and then paint a lovely picture.
1: Talk about how it's never too late to become a born-again moral person. You know, regular doctor stuff. Like, in
3: retrospect, as we talk about it now, it's like you, he's he's a verge, unbelievable, but because he's so good, you want to just believe him.
1: He's a, he's a very
3: good point. He's, he's walking a
1: fine line. He's our 37-year-old cinnamon roll, and I will not hear a bad word about him. <laughs>
2: Listen, I I need to believe somewhere in the world there's a 37-year-old cinnamon roll that is just holding (laughs) on to the faith.
3: (laughs) So, uh, Dr. Tenma comes along You see, you know, of all people, Dr. Linja. And I wonder if Dr. Tenma, or Inspector, I wonder if Dr. Tenma remembers the Inspector. Because the Inspector definitely remembers Dr. Tenma.
1: I think he catches on pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of those, like, I don't... Yeah, I think he yeah, had one of those memoirs like, uh, we met oh yeah, yeah, that triple homicide.
3: It was the best day I mean worst day ever.
2: It was the best, worst day and the worst, best day of my life.
3: The problem is Dr. Tenma is such a good guy, he's probably really sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're also- yeah. He's probably like, Oh, the poor, bad, evil people.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes being a cinema role is annoying.
3: Oh, of course. Uh, Dr. Tenma does his super miracle work, and Yunkers is completely fine. Uh, we end the scene with the Yunkers waking up and freaking out. And that's the end of the episode, I believe.
0: The monster is coming!
2: Yup.
1: And my, mo- my note here is just, who will be the monster at the end of this anime? i have to know! I
2: just put in, after the monster is coming in my notes, I said, Q-Godzilla theme.
3: And so far, nothing leads me to believe supernatural or sci-fi, so I'm not like, uh, that Satan is appearing. Oh.
2: The meat substitute?
3: Yes, the meat substitute.
2: Yeah, Satan.
1: No, that's that really smooth, uh, fabric. Satin. No, that's a kind of a color red. Cinnamon. Uh, no. that's um, the planet with rings. Jupiter. <laughs> no, that's a car company.
2: That. Was... Oh. Mercury. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like Mercury. <laughs> Mercury. actually, I was gonna say Mercury Sable?
1: Hey, wait! How come there are multiple um, car manufacturers named after planets? Anyway, I, I
0: have been wondering this since I was eight years old. <laughs>
1: Hey, my favorite one
3: is Saturn, and they aren't made anymore, and it just makes me sad.
0: Also, Subaru is technically one, because that's the, the Pleiades.
1: Oh, yeah, that's why their logo is stars, huh?
2: We got there, ladies and gentlemen.
0: No, no it doesn't answer the question, <laughs> it just raises more.
2: Exactly. You'll be telling me
3: that show. you don't want to own a Mars rover. No, I would love to up, own a man, Mars
1: but... rover. Last, old RC time, car.
2: I still remember the Mars Rover from 2000, the one that was was programmed in miles and landed in or operated in kilometers, something to that effect. Oh, my God. Big go
1: boom. <sighs> OK, are we ready to jump into episode four?
2: Yes. Yeah, let's 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 follow Detective Linguini.
1: We are going to follow Ratatouille Chef Detective Linguini into episode four, The Night of Execution. But that's when you you talk real fancy, right?
3: Yes. Bonjour. Welcome to the night of the (laughs) execution.
1: Elocution. No, no, that's when you die from being zapped. (laughs) Electrication. No, you said the real one.
2: Yeah, that's how you start it. You start with the real ones and then you deviate
1: hard. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway,
3: Lord, save me. We we open with uh, Dr. Tenma meeting up with Junkers and having a conversation.
1: Open is when and the kid doesn't have parents anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> Operation.
2: What Junkers survive.
1: Oh, yeah, yes. okay. All right, I'm good, I'm good.
3: And... And we joked at the end of the last episode, but guess what? Dr. Ten is doing his best to make Yunkers a good guy. Even though Inspector uh, Linguini, I guess we're going with, is dead set and knows that Yunkers had something to do with murder of the uh, flood people. You know, because he has typewriter hands.
0: Yeah, there's a, been a series, They've because of the flood, they've been finding bodies. Um that were stashed a while ago. Um, and there's been a series of break ins at uh couples homes and then the couples are killed and he's on that case.
1: Yeah, like, it's specifically
0: all... aren't their throats slashed.
1: And it yeah, and it's only couples who don't have children for some reason. Right. So specific, so oh. picky.
3: Yeah. After this scene, we got a scene from, you know, an American sitcom where the good and loving doctor sits and has a conversation with one of the bad kids. It's like, you know, you could be good. Everything could be fine. And Younger's is like, but I did bad things. And don't matter because. Dr. Tenman's like, but you can be good. It's. I tell you, Dr. Tenma, if you were so gosh darn lovable, you would be a trope.
1: Like, th- there's a version of Dr. Tenma which is just a youth pastor. It's so weird. At least in this scene.
2: There's a version of this show where Dr. Tenma is just like Dr. Cox from Scrubs, and I want to see that one, too. <laughs> yeah! And... Because, honestly, Bob Kelso is the chief of neurosurgery at that point. That's kind of just Cummins.
3: Now, in part of the conversation, Yonkers was talking about how there was this one time he saw a cuckoo clock, which has a nutcracker instead of a cuckoo, that he just wishes he had. Where while, once again, Dr. Tenma and his boy, Gossip Girl, go out in town, because Gossip Girl's like, you got to get laid. <laughs> uh, and Dr. was like, mm.
1: no, I got to buy this clock. See ya.
3: Yep, because he sees the clock in the store and he's like, ah, that's it. Because he's the world's best doctor. He does everything for every single individual. Like, I hope this is a hospital of like five people with the dedication he has. Mm hmm. Because he does not have enough time in a day to care about every single person coming into this hospital, and yet somehow you believe he does.
0: Well, since he only deals with, like, the really difficult surgeries and stuff, I imagine he doesn't have too many people to look Mm. after at a time. I need to break
3: all of the bones in my body. Yeah, Yeah, Chief of Surgery (laughs) doesn't doesn't typically
2: get involved if I understand the role correctly, unless it's super important.
3: But even then, he's not technically a neurosurgeon. That's his specialty, but as chief of surgery, he could enter into other ones and give advice.
1: Yeah, I think it's more of like an overseeing role. So he probably mm-hmm. touches most cases a very little bit, I'm guessing.
3: Yeah, but well, I'm sure he can still have his pick of neurosurgeries as well. Oh, yeah. He can be like, uh, you know that super rare bug in someone's brain? I'm going to pick that out.
1: Still ain't. a cicada? And then I'm
3: going <laughs> Then we're going to go on canoe trips down the Rhine later on, don't worry. that's a very tenement thing to do. So he picks up this cuckoo clock, which, is, I'm sorry, I will say it, it is not a cuckoo clock. It is not it's just a cuckoo not, clock. It's just a clock with a nutcracker, which is weird.
1: But I'm... it's
0: what Yonkers
3: likes.
1: Hey Joe, you looking up uh, the definition of a cuckoo clock over there?
0: Well, okay, <laughs> there's i i know enough about cuckoo clocks to know that it's a very there's a it's a very like german artisan thing yeah. like the best ones come from germany and stuff it have to come um, from the
1: cuckoo region of germany yeah
0: no i'm i'm trying to remember oh. like if they're specifically called that because otherwise of cuckoo or...
2: if it has a nutcracker it's just a ballbuster clock
3: <laughs> uh, while we research clocks we'll continue on because Dr. Tenma is all proud of caring about his patients, bringing this ridiculous clock back to the hospital because he believes in uh, saving Yonker's soul from being this bad murderer, being a, a good citizen who is probably still going to be arrested. Uh, he goes up the stairs and sees that the cop guarding the door is really tired as well. Walking up, he sees, I believe, he sees candy on the floor. And that the cop is dead.
1: Nani? Oh my god. Still with the candy. I don't. Okay.
3: I am correct there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you are. Candy involved. Yeah.
2: yeah, listen. Said, and, said candy murderer, you know, knows if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Unless you fix it and, with candy.
3: And Dr. Tenma and myself are convinced that they're going to go in there and see Yunkers dead as well. But no, Yunkers is like, peace out. He is on the run. Because uh, he does not want to be, you know, killed as well. Spoilers. Uh, so somehow, in ways that I do not quite understand, Dr. Tenma does end up finding Yonkers. I don't know, I, because it's an abandoned building, isn't it?
1: Where they find him? It's...
2: Yeah, I think he catches sight of him at one point when trying to find him.
1: I think it's like under construction across the street or something, but yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely a building in the process of becoming fully building.
1: Where
3: Doctor Tenma it uses his superhuman abilities to like there he is. To be fair, this is a guy running around in a hospital gown. Yeah, <laughs> but still. So Doctor Tenma's like, hey, you know everything all right? And that's when Yunker's explains, hey, there's another person who told me and my compatriots to kill off people. And this boss of ours is the one who killed my compatriots and now he's out to kill me. And hey, just so you know, Dr. Tenma, you need to get out of here. And you know, Dr. Tenma, he's really good at listening to certain instructions. He cares too much. (laughs) He's like, no, 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 everything be alright. And then a mysterious figure appears. He's like, I'll kill you. Pulls out a gun. And Yunkers is still like, Get out of here, Dr. Tenma. You don't want to deal with this. And then Dr. Tenma tries to appeal to, you know, Mysterious Figure, and the Mysterious Figure understands and agrees, and then shoots Yunkers. Mm-hmm. And Yunkers is no more. So I guess he's not getting that cuckoo clock. Yunkers. Gets I hope he yunked. saved his receipt.
1: Well no, he dropped it when he noticed the dead people, so it's broke. He ain't getting his deposit oh. back on that clock.
3: Ah. Uh well, he's a doctor,
1: maybe he can fix it. I mean, we didn't skip those, uh, over the speech. why he was killed. Uh, No, because, because he was associated with this the, the, the killer. Yeah. The,
2: the boss. Yeah, they, yeah, they went into detail saying, like, yeah, this the monster is cleaning house. No loose ends.
1: Even but though you we know? still yeah. don't necessarily know why he was targeting these specific uh, couples or whatever. Correct. Correct.
2: Yeah, yeah, and do we want to, are we, Bob, are you going to give us the reveal of who who the That's, monster is?
3: The, the veil is lifted and steps forward, and we have no idea who this person is, mm-hmm. but we do. He introduced himself, hello, it's me, Johan. He didn't have any chocolate, still kind of disappointed <laughs> with a name like Johan, I expect it. But at first I was like, Johan, who, and then it clicked, it's the boy. I was totally expecting Anna. Not gonna lie.
1: She was Except, the one out there know, saying kill, kill, kill.
3: Yeah, when you see the uh profile, I mind did not go to Johan yet at all, but once he explained who he was, uh even Dr. Tenma's like, What? And does the whole they really have a thing with the catatonic state going on. Yeah. He's just frozen there. And Johan does not kill Dr. Tenma because Doctor Tenma saved Johan's life.
1: And what was he saying? On. I I won't kill you right now to pay you back, or is he saying it's like no, I can never kill you because I owe you my life? Because like that, I think makes. That for, I don't know. I I hope it's the second one because that really makes for interesting like stakes and systems. It's it it gets us almost into that Columbo situation where it's like Columbo is always safe because he's a cop and you can't just kill a cop. So I the an the read stuff. I
2: have. Is that he is not going to kill him. Yeah, me too. You you, you saved Same. my life. And now I'm doing you these favors. Amongst other things. I
0: killed all those people in the way for you.
2: Aren't I a good boy? You
3: are welcome.
1: Right. Yeah. So, it... th- th- like, this is also the big reveal that he's the one who killed the three doctors nine years ago. When he was mm-hmm. just fresh out of being catatonic. But okay. Help me out here. Is my memory just wrong? Because I thought the whole scene of Tenma venting to the kid, which, you know, the, the explanation is up being like, oh, I did hear you when you were venting to me and you said they would mm-hmm. be better dead, right? So I'm just doing what you asked for. Um, but I thought the doctors took the candy before that scene happened.
3: They did, but that doesn't mean they stopped with one.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You you think they didn't come back for more or just take the bag? Uh,
1: I mean, it, I I think I for some reason I have this expectation of the show that because it is a thriller and it is a seinen and it is like the mystery show, like it is going to do the thing where you can follow along, like the the, the way that they like focus I think, on the typing. You hand, catch it on
3: rewatch. Maybe. I think
0: his no, I think him doing that was uh before they did the the candy thing because oh I think, really yeah wasn't it because then uh, then he finds out that
3: oh i think you're right because that's right before the uh
2: sister. yeah it's yeah. right before they um move him to the other guy's care so you, oh yeah, yeah you're right mm. joe look at you
1: okay keeping
2: um. us online
1: Still doesn't explain how a little kid fresh off of brain trauma knows how to lace candy with uh, lethal doses of muscle relaxants, but at least the timeline checks out. I'll accept that much. Listen, don't Maybe question you just the grab power of Satan.
2: Was available. I'll stick with the I... don't, don't argue with Satan.
3: <laughs> that, that works too. Uh, so this episode ends with Inspector Lunja talking to Dr. Tenma who still realistically upset but was like, hey, you know that kid that got lost? He's totally doing it. Totally believable. So, Inspector is like, Mm-kay.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Hold <laughs>
2: sure. on. I'm changing his name now to Inspector MK.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, okay, well, you're explaining all this, but also you're the only one who's benefiting from all of this, so... <laughs> cite um, your sources. Yeah, I'm going to remain suspicious.
3: And that's the end of the episode.
2: I mean, my big takeaway from all this is don't eat
0: There's originals now. <laughs> I did consider Only around putting, Yeah, I did consider also putting episode 5 on the list because that sort of like kicks off what everything that follows, but I figured 4 is our usual amount and also it just kind of is a nice clean opening.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a, a really nice cliffhanger. To, to sort of be like, hey, this is what this show is about. It's like, here's the issue. Here's like the what the manhunt is going to be.
2: Yeah, I would even say, without knowing what's on episode five, I would say this is a pretty good kickoff unto itself. It's like, all right, we know some the major players on the field for the moment. Let's go.
1: Also, the show and what's been... nice. Sorry, go ahead.
3: Uh, I was going to say, what's nice is the time jump being in the middle of an episode instead of between two episodes so you get a flow as opposed to a hard break.
1: I agree. Yeah, the the pacing in the show has been really well constructed. Like, every episode has, like, a meaningful change to the state of the world and, and people, and you're not, like, th- there are things that are, like, introduced and then hang out, but it's never, like, a slow burn waiting for something to happen. There's always something interesting and meaningful going on.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, this, I, I agree. This has a very, this has that bridge of pacing that I like. I, I don't need it to be a crawl. I, I'm, I'm good with a slow burn. Don't get me wrong, but it's also not you know, whiplash fast. It has a good continuous pace and just maintains it, and uh, that I appreciate above all else.
3: Anyone have anything else on this
1: episode? I mean, that I, I think that pretty much opens it up, and now we can start uh, introducing our final thoughts on everything. Uh, Yeah, what do you think, Bob? How do you feel overall?
3: Overall, after the first episode, I was like, oh, great. It's Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) We've got the drama, the hospital drama. uh, We've got the romance and the politics, which I work in the medical field. I don't see that, but it wouldn't surprise me if it exists and there's enough medical drama shows in American uh, viewership that you're like, oh, great, it's one of these. Uh, But the characters are interesting enough. Uh, Come episode two, you start getting a little bit more intrigued. You're like, oh, this isn't something that I'm accustomed to. I can't think of an analog for American culture where there's a murder in a hospital and a whodunit. Uh, With episode three, with everything kind of turning around, I just find myself more hooked. And more hooked and wanting to know. And like I said while we review these episodes, while Dr. Tenma seems a little too altruistic, like too perfect, he didn't hit that point. He still had his flaws, especially as we saw in the first episode, to make him relatable. And with Inspector around, kind of being a foil, but not because he's doing his job too. Of trying to solve a crime. And honestly, all of the things do point to Dr. Tenma. Everything is working out perfectly for him. I would be suspicious of him. Flying kites or not. (laughs) And because this show is extremely well-paced, I'll spoil our usual question and say, I do plan on continuing watching this. Yeah. This is, it's, it's so... I can tell that it's an anime, but this is the type of anime that can truly have that cross appeal to your average American citizen. You could get by having someone watch this and not tell them that it's an anime. If they didn't know what anime was like, you could get your grandma to watch this and be and they'd be like,
2: Oh, this
1: is interesting.
2: I love this Disney cartoon. I never saw.
1: Exactly. It, It definitely like, Watching it definitely has a feel more of, like, a—I mean, House is an obvious comparison, also because I watched a lot of House, but, like, you know, also there were some comparisons to 24. There's, you know, a lot of, like, cop and medical shows that you could go to, a lot of, like, Western media. It's just like, oh, okay, this is just, like— A lot of times, you know, I'll say something is very anime, and that is specifically about, like, oh, this is a show that is going to deal with, like, a certain style of humor, a certain, like, there's a certain expectation of, like, characters and personalities that will appear. Like, when you say it's anime, you may be like, oh, there's going to be, like, uh, an Edward Elric-style character in there somewhere. Um, But this is just, like, this is just, like, a good fiction that doesn't have anything necessarily anime about it except for it, it's real like literal you know production history
3: there's no robot waifu there's, well, no, horse. there's no robot waifu there's no flying pussyfoot
1: I, mm, we only watched 4 episodes i i'm i'm willing to believe that there's a flying <laughs> pussyfoot somewhere later on
0: yeah they're they're in Germany I'm sure there'll be trains
1: that's true (laughs) they're in Germany I love trains out there very punctual
3: what's your opinion Chuck
2: so okay narrative I like the narrative so far I think it's great I like I I had kind of like a what I'd call a very superficial understanding of the plot explained to me a couple of times throughout my life um and I liked some of the, you know, I liked the parts I didn't know about because, you know, it's always nice to have a little surprise come in once in a while. Um, here's, here's the hard part for me. And it, it let me, let me caveat with this. This is absolutely a me thing. Mm-hmm. First part, the, the first part, the first part we're going to go with just a stylistic choice. I hate the intro because the intro is so 2000s. Hmm. Anime, it it, it, kind of reminds me of, like, Witch Hunter Robin, especially the anime style, animation style. Yeah, I gotcha. And for some reason, it worked in Witch Witch Hunter Robin to not, like, jar me so much as it does here. I couldn't tell you why. But the intro specifically, like, the visuals, just for whatever reason, kind of make me a little nauseous in in the way they're presented. Nothing about them is, like, gross. It's just kind of... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. So, like I said, it's a me thing. It's a visual stylistic thing that just kind of affects me. Like,
1: there was so absolutely th- there was something about the show that was very blurry, and like for right. a while, I just thought that it was just like, "Hey, is am I getting like the you know highly compressed stream of it?" But like, no, it was like a very clear stream of something that was very blurry for no, because it, 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 yeah, it it was there was something going on.
2: Yeah, and that's why I call it like very 2000 and and specifically throw Witch Hunter Robin under the bus because the animation style, even like the character designs, like I can see the I I could believe it without looking it up if the same uh, studio did both, or at least some of the same you know designers were involved. That said, there is a show this kind of started to remind me of that I watched, which I would say is probably a seinen. It's absolutely a horror. And boy, did I not know what I was getting into. Made the mistake of watching it all the way through weekly, just kind of saying like, okay, but what's the turnaround? And this is probably the one anime I will ever say that I will never recommend to anyone regardless of their tastes. Okay. And no no matter how much they can handle a certain thing, Babylon.
1: Huh. Okay. I've I've heard the name.
2: Yes. it, it It's...
1: Well, I've
3: heard after four it gets better.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because there's like a very interesting premise. And then once you understand what the actual reveal of who the baddie is, it literally goes immediately into unnecessarily uncomfortable, just jarring. You don't really see it, but you kind of see enough of it to get the idea of what's going on. Torture porn. Uh, in in one episode, and, and it's just living with the memory of that through the rest of the series has jarred me enough that series that even kind of touch on it a little, like the same kind of tone, make it make me literally gun shy to continue watching it. Sure. And, and this is t- definitely touching on a darker tone, and to me, I love darker themes. I, I'm very good at handling, it, but something about like combined with this animation style, the definitely the color usage. It, it's definitely giving me like a real shaky hand. Like, I don't know if I can, because again, I'm already seeing things I didn't know that happened in there that aren't necessarily on that level by any means, but leaves my mind open enough to say, what else is in here that I don't know about? Yeah. So, so like, I'm, I will say I like everything I've seen. I'm sure I will, would probably like this. And then if I am able to get past the shaky hand on the remote, I would probably continue watching this. I, I want to continue watching this. I, it's one of those, I think I have to like, just do it in small chunks, but yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that's, it's been a real wrestle for me, but that's really the only negatives I have to say in that regards.
1: Yeah. Like this definitely like, like, like I said, I, I, I came away from this with very like pretty positive vibes. Like there was it, Everything about it just seemed like, you know, interesting story, interesting setup. You know, you can see where the tension is going to be. And uh, these are characters that I like hanging out with. And the ones that I don't like hanging out with seem like they're going to get what's coming to them. Uh, and all of that <laughs> All of that sets up, like, kind of make this easy to watch, kind of makes this something that is uh, something that I like. It is just sort of a matter of um, the emotional intensity that, like, the characters go through. If you're somebody who is very high on, like, emotional mirroring, I feel like that makes this a bit of a hard watch, and I kind of am, so it's just, like, I don't know, like, I... I, am interested in this and the story and where it's going. And I think it would be all right to watch, but I don't know how much I could watch in one sitting, you know, like, I don't think this is necessarily like a, like, Hey, I'm going to curl up on the couch and binge this all day. I don't know if I could do a quite like that, but, um,
2: I think, I think I might be on the same level as you there in your descriptions, much more, much better than my own. Because yeah, I I think I can watch this maybe a couple episodes at a time.
1: That um, does that mean it's time to put it on our lists
3: uh well, real quick, just so you know, as far as songs go, mhm uh, I would put this mm, and this is a show I plan on continue watching. Take this not too heart uh probably around twenty three
1: Ooh, uh so below Yu Yu Hakusho, above Aggretsuko. Yep. Okay. This did
3: not speak to me. At least Big O makes me laugh.
1: Yeah. But, like, it, I think it is an interesting swing to take, but uh, interesting doesn't always mean enjoyable. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think I'm kind of with Bob on this
1: one. Um... Let's see here. Yeah, we don't really have any anime waifus. I can't even make a joke one.
2: Yeah, Uh, and I'm not going to even make a joke about the trauma sister because, you know, that's just bad taste. Because, you know, she went through something clearly very bad.
1: And also, we have not seen how she recovered. Um, Mm. Because, like, she disappeared. I assume she's still out there.
2: Yeah, we're we're making an assumption she recovered at all.
1: You're muted.
0: Next episode is Tenma seeking her out. And so we see what she's been up to.
1: Fantastic.
0: And that kicks off everything.
2: Okay. Uh, is it murder? I'm uh, sure
0: everything's also,
2: fine.
0: Yeah, no, everything's fine. Also, I just wanted to say that in uh, 2013, Guillermo del Toro was talking to HBO about making a live action TV series of this. Um, but HBO passed on it. I and think that I would watch that. makes me sad.
1: Yeah, they, honestly, I think this would rule. It's like an HBO show.
2: Yeah, this would probably be the perfect anime to try and put into a Western style. Because, yeah, you can absolutely do it still in Germany. Enough, I'm enough I'm Americans know that... what a Germany is. <laughs> I
3: would be cautious because I would be worried if they tried to do it nowadays, making it too gory.
2: Yeah, I, I can see your concern. I don't know, just because the material so far doesn't lend itself. But again, that's based on so far. Yeah. So, but but, but a big like when, when he
3: shoots Yunker, he just Yunker dies. But on HBO, yeah. his head would explode or something like a. I moment. mean,
2: not necessarily. It, again, it depends on who's directing it. Yeah, because yeah. like I'm, honestly, Dermo del Toro. Yeah.
1: Like, again,
2: though. Again, I would say fifty-fifty.
1: But that might be like a fun gore you know
2: yeah, yeah like i say it, it really there, there's a lot to consider and that i get especially with your concerns about the into tutorial if we're just speaking broadcase generalization i mean you get a you get a director that's used to handling like spy thrillers of the like or murder mysteries i think it'd be fine but i absolutely understand your concerns there
0: i mean i think he's great at emotional dark themes in general yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. oh yes
3: I don't want it to detract from the show, yeah. which is where one of the reasons I think that this show does do well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no androids, no horses. Which I'm surprised there. I, I feel like at some point we could have fit in, like oh, these, you know, doctors like to hang out and place bets at the horse track, and then we could have gotten a horse in here somewhere, but that didn't I happen. I was
2: just thinking that
1: um and well,
3: that's dr ossip uh
1: and no flying <laughs> pussyfoot. foot so really the only note it's going on is the uh the song list okay okay oh so, joe
0: what do we got left
1: yeah and it's time to pick a next show
0: So the remaining two shows in the current category of the baggage tier um, are also shows that I picked. So I am excited to see which one we go with. We have Area Man accepts burden of being only person who understands how the world actually works. It's little ghost bugs. And living well is the best revenge. But what if also revenge in space?
1: Mmm, a tough choice. Those are good options. Mm-hmm. So, from
3: from the clues, it's, in my head, either going to be ghosts or space. I'm gonna go with ghost bugs. Yay! Nice.
0: We will be watching Mushishi.
3: Mushishi?
0: Oh, Mushishi. And that's all I'm telling you. Uh,
1: okay. is that... Mm-hmm. Is that like a a... salmon or tuna on a bed of rice?
2: Uh, no, (laughs) Uh, that is, uh, sashimi's.
1: Great. Well, with that to look forward to, that is a blind from a podcast we've been listening to. And that just completely threw me off. Uh, that's going to do it for us here this time. We hope you all join us next time. And until then, uh, I don't know. be a cinnamon roll. Be a cinnamon roll.
0: Be careful who you save. Punch a Nazi. Baby Hitler. Deep in the Weaves is a show by Chuck, Nick, Joe, and Bob. Our theme music is Kawaii Friends by CKadi3. You can find our show on YouTube or subscribe to the audio-only version on iTunes or wherever podcasts are served.
1: Hang hang on, shrimp cocktail would be good, yeah. Oh, sorry, make it there's, two. There's uh, make it three. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, Joe is. There's a Joe-shaped dust cloud in her chair, and she is gone because there was shrimp to be had. Yo, <laughs> mood.